I'm from this. Dirt, 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 I'm all about that. Dirt, 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 I'm throwing. Dirt, 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 I miss that. Dirt, 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 gotta get back to it. I'm a dirt trackaholic. Call it what you call it. Saturday night, I am so Kenny Wallace on that. That's you. Dirt, 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 I miss that. Dirt. Hey, welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast. Uh, exciting night tonight. We got a full house tonight, um, and uh, we are back for here on out. We're going every week from now, and we're back to our, our regular time slot. Uh, we will introduce our guests here in a second, but before, uh, let's throw out our sponsors for this first round. In the FastLaneProductions.com is the premier place in southern Indiana to see all of the racing action from Brownstown Speedway on Saturday nights. Go and get your premier account now, especially headed into the offseason. It's a great opportunity to review all the racing action from 2018 as well as past seasons. Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea is the place for any race fan to get racing memorabilia. Mark and Jamie Schaefer will work to make whatever custom photo product you would like, from prints keychains, magnets, buttons, and much more. Stop by the Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea booth and let Bronze Bobby know what they can do for you. Don't let your Saturday night go without the excitement and live action at Southern Indiana's premier dirt track, Brownstown Speedway. Racing every Saturday night, starting with the Indiana Icebreaker, March 16th. Wanted to start a podcast but don't know where to start? APR Podcast Studios in Crothersville, Indiana is available to record, edit, and produce a podcast in-house for you for a minimal fee. Don't waste hundreds or even thousands of dollars trying to get started. Let APR Podcast Studios do the hard work and you worry about the content and entertainment. APR Podcast Studios is available by email at aprpodcaststudios at gmail.com or by phone at 812-455-1313. All right, Matt, and uh, we are back. Um, full house tonight. Yes. Exciting night. Going to talk a lot about sprint cars from what I understand. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I'm sure we're going to talk a lot more about late models, but yeah. you know, you can wishful think there all you want. I do want to throw out a shout-out. You know, I see Steve Peden's on here, and uh, Steve Peden sent me a message the other day. I was getting a tattoo and asked me if it was a, a Coors Light tattoo, and I sent him a nice meme about... Coors Light drinkers and Steve, I'm thinking about you. <laughs> so, uh, but in the house tonight, we do have we got Marty O'Neill and Joe Hartwell there from Hartwell Racing and uh, the number 19 uh, Indiana Pro Late Model car in house this evening. And then one of our guest hosts tonight, my good buddy Dirk Smith. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> So, Marty, I want to throw it out to you first, bud. And, and Marty, I want to say I really appreciate you coming down. We've we've been excited to have you on the show and, and wanted to have you down with us. And uh, where'd all this start, man? Oh, my. That's been many years ago. Uh, I guess when I was 14 years old or so, well, my dad was brought up racing. <clears throat> and I always wanted to do it. And... Uh, one year I said, man, I really want to race that. I want to race this year. He said, okay. And uh, he had an 064 uh, Falcon, and he let me in it, which we did pretty good until I crashed it. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then it, it just went on from there. You know, we just kept building and building. About how old were you there when, when you, you drove that car? I was 15 when I started, yes. Really? Yeah. Wow. And then I uh, went to a, uh, I forget what year Mustang it was. And we raced it for a couple of years. And then uh, I built my own car in 064 Fairland. And then after that, I started racing for Donnie Bremmett. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And went through him for years. And then me and Dad and Don all got hooked up together and raced for several years there. And then left there and went with Terry England for a year or two I don't remember how long it was for sure and then when we left there I went for Marion Martin in Lawrenceburg and then we didn't have separate ways there but I seen things weren't going right so me and Dave Peden got hooked up and 
and him raced for I don't know how many years there, and then he passed. And then I think that's when I went uh, racing for the Hartwells. You, you've been with them for how many years now? Twelve. Oh, that, has it been twelve, Jeff? <laughs> yeah. I, just, I did the math today. I couldn't believe it was twelve, but yeah. That's hard to believe. That's a third of my life. <laughs> it's crazy. That's a fourth of yours, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Fraction night. <laughs> Thanks. So, <laughs> so what... Marty, what else is it? What what keeps bringing you back to it? I just I love to go fast. I mean, that's really it. I really en- and enjoy the people around it. It's it's I mean, it's so much fun. It really is. It, Even a a rough night of racing, you still find some fun in it. I, I mean, I you know I know there's some nights that you guys have to work your tails off because. You know, things happen on the racetrack or things don't always go right. But, you know, you still have a good time by the time you leave the track, right? It used to not be that way. But anymore, we've said, you know, we're going out here and we're going to make this fun. No matter what happens, we're going to have fun. And that's the way it's been for, what, the last four or five years? I that's mean, that's awesome. And obviously, you guys have had a lot of success together. Um, and a lot of success over your whole career, Marty, but a lot of success together. So what drives you now? Is it still that thrill of being in victory lane? Is it the is it the same, or does it just get like old hat? It never gets old. I'm <laughs> telling you, everyone's like the first one, especially when you get my age. <laughs> you know, I asked Dad a question a few years ago. He told he tells me about the glory days, about you know he and Scott McKean they won like all but two races at Twin yeah. Cities one year. I said it ever get old, and he said. Nope. <laughs> and, you know, this last year we had, where we, it wasn't that quite that good, but I think it was we won 16 of 22 races or 23. Yeah. Um, that's pretty incredible. It never got old. In fact, and then when you lost, it almost hurt more because, you know, you, we let one get away. You know, right. we, we, always felt, we really felt like we had a really good race car, and, and, and we were the, the guys that beat every weekend. And there's some pressure with that. We were, I was thankful we didn't race for points because we had some fun just going and racing for, for wins. Um, but then you start feeling some pressure to win some races. But at the same time, Marty's right. You know, we if we had a bad night, we knew we had had, had some a lot of luck go our way this year. Um, we were just happy. You know, every, every night I had a good time. And the camping, you know, I think, honestly, when you guys started camping at the racetracks, when this thing got even more fun, you know, oh, yeah. we always just after the races, we're going to have fun no matter what. And boy, do we. <laughs> and, and, and I'm sure you know it helps with everything too that you're, you're already you know you just got to get up on top of the hill there and, and get you know climb in your camper and go to bed for the night too so that you know that helps with everything there too and it does it's nothing like taking a shower just right out the race you oh, know because yeah. you can relax and talk to everybody and you're not they don't have to stand back 20 feet to talk to you <laughs> <laughs> Marty what do you think is is your greatest strength as a driver what do you think helps make you so successful <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I I don't know. I guess just, you know, I've had so many laps around the tracks around here, you know. I, that's all I know. That and a good hand on race car. Oh, my lands, does that make a difference? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, then, Joe, I'm going to throw it to you. What do you think his greatest strength is as a race car driver? Because he's being humble <clears throat> on me. Well, I can go through a few things. If you had to say the greatest strength, I would say that he has, he's relentless. If he's running third, he's going to try as hard as he can to run second. And, you know, he never settles in. Um, you know, he's going to get the most, absolute most out of a race car. You know, we have a third-place car. He's going to run third or second or first. I mean, that's that's how good he is. You know, and there's times where he's got a first-place car and he has to work his tail off, and sometimes we don't win it. But I think more times than not, we finish ahead of where the car probably should have finished. Now, I think in the last year we've had a car that was well, should have won and, and, and did win. He's a, he's a great driver, but I just always know – that when we go on a racetrack, we've had other drivers that didn't do this sometimes where, you know, they would just settle in. You know, we're going to be a, a third-place car. that's right. going to settle in for third place. No, he's going to dig the whole time. And I think if there's anything, he's just relentless. I, th- I think, you know, just me watching, you're just so, so smooth on the racetrack. Like, you know where you need to go on the track also. And, you know, that I, I think that helps out there, you know. It, well, it's not that I'm – that I really know where to go. It's that I'm searching so we can go better. <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, you make it look smooth. I mean, you, you really do. You know, you, you can watch a driver, you know, when you're going around the racetrack and you see a guy just looks like he's really working and, and you just really feel like, you know, like Joe said, you're just kind of settled in, you know, in the car and ready to go to work. You're very comfortable, I guess. I'll, I'll use that word instead. 
Yes, that's where that's where it goes back to the shop. For you know the shop for the guys doing so much work for the car to make it do whatever you want to do instead of have to wrestle around the racetrack. I mean, there's a big difference there. I, I can imagine that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was gonna say is I think what I would say as a fan is what you said, relentless, but also he doesn't overdrive his stuff. No, actually not. Yes. So he's going to find a way, but it's not, it's, it's not reckless. It's not out of control. No, it's not, yeah, different. he's going to, and, and not that that's what you were saying, right. but consistent, always looks smooth and, you know, and, and isn't overdriving stuff, which I can tell Marty is totally uncomfortable with us talking about all of his strengths. <laughs> So we'll go to his next thing. We'll his talk a little bit about system. we'll talk about the, the chili bowl. Uh, which, I'll, I'll say this before we go on the next topic. You know, we, me and you were in the same spot when he, when uh, we raced with uh, we won the race against Jeremy Hines when he was on the high side. You're on the low side for like 15, 16, probably the best race of the year. Yes, probably. I, at, I agree with at that. Brownstown. And if you watch that closely, Marty never missed his marks. I mean, it'd be easy to overdrive. And that's the confidence he has in the car, but also just how much confidence we have in him. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna go do the best he can. And I, you know, to, to Jeremy's credit, I don't think he misses Mark. I mean, they both raced their tail off for yeah. a lot of laps here, and finally got ahead. And Marty took off from him, but man, I was just, I was, I wasn't there live. I wish I was, obviously, but just watching on film, man, it was unbelievable <laughs> to see. He never misses marks. Unbelievable. And you, I mean. Like, like you said, them guys, you guys race each other. You know, you guys didn't drive into the corner and, and you know, bounce off each other and, and try to take the other one out. You guys raced for all those laps. And, you know, as a fan, that's what you want to see is that hard racing like that right there. Yeah, that's as a driver, that's what you want to see too out of the other ones. You know, <laughs> going in there. And, I mean, you're going to touch a fender every now and then. Oh, but, yeah. You know, but this uh, tearing the tires and stuff off doesn't work anymore. Right. That's done. If you want to do that, <laughs> drop down a few classes, you know. <laughs> way too expensive up here (laughs) (laughs) and marty i want to ask you this too what what is the goal when you come back because obviously you've accomplished a lot and we talked about the wins last year so what is the goal i mean i know that we said victory lane still as sweet as possible but what when you come in the next season we're looking at 2019 what what's that goal that you're you're setting for yourself well my goal is always to win one more than what you did the year before all right oh so you've Got a pretty big, hefty goal this year because you guys I, won a ton last I know year. It. But I mean, we'll have to see how the year goes here. <laughs> and what what kind of? And this is something we've asked a lot of these drivers. What's your what what racing surface do you like? What what is the perfect race surface for you to race on? Black slick. That makes the car and the driver work. Anybody can go out on tacky racetrack and master motor and hold it to the floor. And it's going to work. You get a black slick racetrack where the person has to work and the car has to work with you too. I mean, it makes a world difference. It separates a lot of the, a lot of the talent on the racetrack when everything gets black. You're exactly it? right, yes. And I do want to give a shout-out here. I see Larry uh, Hartwell just joined us. And, and shout-out to Larry. Larry, we, we, we've, we want you in here, man. <laughs> he's not coming <laughs> i know <laughs> he I, might he might actually if we say something wrong he might type something tonight but he's not going to talk on it <laughs> and if i say something too wrong he might he might send me a message or something he could <laughs> but I, i'm gonna throw this out because a lot of people might not know that uh, marty and larry both are uh, members of the the hall of fame there at brownstown speedway so that's you know a lot of talent in that one race team you know that number 19 late model there is you know larry's Larry's in there and Marty, so you know, just think of all the knowledge that, that floats over in your guys' pit stall also. I thought that was age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are old. And, Marty, I'm going to ask you that. On the flip side of what I ask you know, about your strengths, what do you think is the strengths to run for a guy like Larry Hartwell? Well... <laughs> all right, Larry, I tried. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know you got to be honest. <laughs> be honest with him. Be up front, you know, and uh, help him work on the car some and relate to him of what the car and stuff's doing, you know, really makes a difference. But, you know, we've been together long enough now. They, I can come in and they can tell me what it's doing, and I'm, yep, yep, that's it. <laughs> that's the truth. I mean, it's become a skill. I said this on the last time I was on here. You better watch closer on the first lap with Marty. Because if it pushes or it's loose, he's going to correct it for the next lap. 
so you won't see the rest of the race. So you got to watch closely. And, and we trust Marty enough to know that you know if it's it's tight and, and hot laps are qualifying, I'll say was it was it greasy, you know, or he'll, sometimes he'll say that was me, I messed up. But we trust that, you know, and we oh, yeah. and we know that we know that okay, we don't need to free the car up at all or whatever. Um, we but we we've watched him so many times, we kind of know what's going on. And sometimes we know like. Sometimes we change things, even though Marty's like, the car is perfect. We're like, eh, we probably need to get a little bit better. Because we can see the car behind, too. We can see what they're gaining on him. Um, and so sometimes we change things, and sometimes we tell him, sometimes we don't. It's not all that, it's not all that often, but the more, sometimes the less he knows, the better. I mean, I, that's, that's the truth. You just tell him the car's going to be great, and he'll go out there and win it. So hey, that's, that's sometimes the, what we do. Well, and I'll be honest, we've we've talked to other drivers on here and, and kind of crew guys, and we've talked about that turn two family over there by you guys, and and you know they've they've said that sometimes it's better to send a guy and just say go take a walk, and they said we may not change anything on the car, but when they come back, let's let them let's let them think that everything's been changed, and sometimes they'll run better just just thinking that something has happened, so it's not a mental thing. Boy, I'm telling you, when you build in that first corner row and you're like, oh, boy, what'd they do to this? <laughs> Even if they didn't change it, you'll swear they did. Yeah, you're like, oh, boy, what'd they do? <laughs> and I'll be honest, Marty, how much how much trust do you have to have in a race team? Because you are the guy that's got to crawl in the seat and and come into turn one. I mean, you got to trust the guys that are working on that car, too, don't you? Oh, yeah. I always tell Joe, I hope it turns. That's <laughs> I tell him the same thing, <laughs> and I I can tell you there's no reason to worry. I've been out, I was out at the race shop earlier this year at the Hartwell Race Shop on lunch, and it looked all good. I I did a few things, and <laughs> it should be great, Marty. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. It should, it should be ready to go. I do want I do want to ask this, and I'm going to get my one question in here now because we've talked on here several times. Marty asked me if I was dropped on my head as a child because <laughs> I love my sprint cars, but he was. Um, I I do want to ask you got in the sprint car for the fun fest. I know we talked a little bit off off air, but what was it like to transition from that late model to a sprint car? Unbelievable. The steering. I thought we had a quick steering in our late model. No way. That, I mean, no comparison. I could not hold that thing straight, and the plus the power they got, you know, it's just explosive power. And I don't know how them guys drive it with no side bite. I mean, that big tire, it, there's no side bite in one. You think that big tire though would have, would produce some side yeah, bite, wouldn't you? Well, I didn't feel it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because. In the same sense, when, when we had Pete and Drew Abel on, and Pete was talking about Drew getting in a late model, he said he knew what he was going to say. It's big. It's it's hard to turn. It's 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 slow to react. And it's like the same exact thing that you're saying in the opposite. And I think it's so – It's I always think it's interesting to hear guys go back and forth and – and and how tough that is because obviously Matt and I talk several times. We're just we're just fans. I've yeah. never sat in a car. I've never drove anything. Um, even though shout out to anybody that wants <clears throat> us at the Fun Fest to Matt and I to race each other um, Indivi- individually though, just by a clock. <laughs> yeah, we've said we can't be. We tear way too much stuff up if we got out there together. Yeah, so someone's that's... retiring and wants to trash all their stuff. We'll yeah. race together, but otherwise it's got to be on the clock, and that's even. A, a chance did it feel awkward to you not having that whole right side of the car to your you know to your right side when using the sprint card i mean did that feel different to you at all or no there was no difference in that whatsoever i mean you always i always looking forward anyway so. right but no there was not that it was just the uh the sliding i'm like is it ever going to stop <laughs> <laughs> you know our cars you know you can pick the throttle up and then it come on around the turn with you and these here just keep sliding you pick the throttle up and they want to jump sideways with you. Wow. It could have been me a lot too hard on the throttle, too, you know? <laughs> Go from 400 horse to 800 and something. You know, there's a little difference. But. So so you're also saying you didn't ease into it. You just you well, let her go. Well, I was trying to ease into it, and it wasn't working very well. <laughs> well, also, you know, the way you set in the car, like, you know, in the late model, you're kind of more in a lounged position where, you know, that sprint car is like sitting in a kitchen chair, and, and you know, with the steering wheel between your legs. I mean... Did that feel a little more different to you too? You know, I, I got right in there and it, it really felt good. Oh, really? Yeah, it was. It really surprised me. A hot boy was going. My knees are going to be in the steering box and they're hanging, but it, they wasn't. Wow, because that's what I would think too. That that just looks so uncomfortable. 
you know, because your feet are underneath you and, you know, and sit out in front of you. And that just might be me as a late model guy looking at it, you know. Yeah, but it's got to remember the brake. I think you push the brake, you slide the brake forward. It was different. I'm like, I kept having to beat that in my head. Okay, you <laughs> gotta stop. If I got to stop it, here's yeah, how I do it. Yeah. I think I would have climbed in like, where's the kill switch? <laughs> <laughs> and I will be honest, as much as I love them, I don't think you could ever talk me into crawling into no, one and making it happen. No. So I like a lot more around me yeah. when it's going to happen. But, Marty, what do you think the biggest change in in the racing has been since you started at 15 to now? What is, what, what's been the change? Oh, my land. I mean, it's just, you know, we had stock front ends and everything back then. Leaf springs. And boy, if you had a 355, you was a hot dog. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. It was, a, it was pretty good motors back then. And now it's just the motors and everything. I mean, the motors and everything's so good. They last so long now, you know. And everything back then, what we had was all home. You know, we built them ourselves. And if you got a year out of one, you's lucky. And sometimes you might go through four or five of them. You right. Know? And the suspension on them is just it's crazy you know, i remember when they first came out with all them i was like well that's no way that's going to last out on a racetrack <laughs> <laughs> and they just keep getting more and more you know inventive with things under you know underneath the race car you look underneath yeah. there and it, it's hard to believe that yeah. all that works you know like you said going around a rough old dirt track oh yeah that's that's crazy I forgot where I was going to go now. You, you threw <laughs> it out, but let's... Because uh, you dropped on your head. <laughs> all right. Uh, we will take a, a quick break here, and I'm going to throw out our next uh, four sponsors here. So we'll, we'll pause here real quick and throw out our next four sponsors. Miller's Termite and Pest Control is the only place you need to look for pest control. Don't get roped into contracts or high prices with the big companies. Reach out to someone who cares about you. They can handle any problem from termites, bed bugs, ants, spiders, etc. They also do lawn care. Where else can you keep the bugs out of your house and your yard looking sharp? Reach out to them today on Facebook at Miller's Termite and Pest Control. Email at pest underscore in underscore peace at yahoo.com or by phone at 812-767-5657. No cantilever car. Hey, Matt, what would you say is one of your most prized possessions? It has to be my racing t-shirts. And you've got an impressive collection. But I heard about a new place. P3RacingShirts.com is the one and only place offering genuine custom racing shirts with no minimum quantities. Their shirts are printed in full color using the latest technology and direct-to-garment printing. They have custom designs for several different car types and specialize in our favorite, dirt track racing. That has to be great for the local driver. You don't have to buy well, all those up front. Absolutely. And they don't have right, to hold all that inventory there. at home. Jimmy Curry. Why well, did you say that once again? P3RacingShirts.com. Let's check them out. Yeah. I didn't have a helmet on. Gilton oh, Electric did. and Generator Services is a customer-first company okay. that takes care of all your electric and generator needs. They're your go-to dealer, installer, and generator service company. Don't be stuck without power during severe weather this year. Contact Gilpin Electric and Generator Services yeah. on Facebook yeah. or call them at 812-953-1261. APR Podcast Studios in Crothersville, Indiana is excited to announce a new show coming to the APR Weekly lineup. Who's Your Hardwoods Live will be a weekly hunting and fishing podcast that you won't want to miss. Co-hosts Matt Lamar and Muir Robinson bring their expertise and experience to the airways as they discuss techniques, products, locations, and maybe even a few mistakes they've made in the woods before. Don't miss all of the content from Hoosier Hardwoods Live coming out later in February. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. All right, and we are back on Throttled Up. Um, our first season, our, our true first episode of 2019. Um, I think it is. I, I forget which I looked. It's our 39th episode wow. so far. Um, 39 episodes in, and we will be back weekly now at 8 p.m. on Wednesday nights and excited about race season started again practice hopefully this Saturday but what is it tentatively tentatively there ain't no way (laughs) I say that that's what I say too but yeah we we can hope I guess I got a rowboat on the trailer out back I'm thinking about that might be my (laughs) my vehicle but uh 
fingers crossed, knocking on wood still for March 16th in the Indiana Icebreaker. Yep. So, um, and then the real show the next week, the All In 25 and the No Way Out 40. Um, <laughs> takes two nights to get all the sprint car action in. That's because it takes two nights to push them all. Yeah, the push start them. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I went down to the World Finals in Charlotte, <laughs> and they had enough sprint push trucks down there. Lawrence Burgs was down there. Bloomington was down there. I will honestly say that's the only time I've enjoyed watching sprint cars, because yeah. they had enough trucks to push them. You didn't have to make a half a lap right. down and come back right. again. All the technology in racing, and they can't put a starter on a sprint car. I'm telling you, man. That's... <laughs> I'll be honest. These comments I can't even argue with because they're totally true. But I will. Uh, I, I don't I, Yeah, I can't, can't argue a whole lot with that. But um, that's just saying, man. I will say that it was funny when, when we had Pete and Durable on. He said, Pete said, the funny thing is, is for what sprint cars get, he goes, they haven't changed. He goes, they're the same exact vehicle. He goes, late models constantly, the technology's changed. I mean, other than the, you know, the adjustable shocks and sprint cars, he goes, we really, we're the same vehicle. So yeah. it is, it is crazy, the difference. And, and obviously we've, we've joked before about, uh, um, you know, the technology and that kind of stuff, but, uh, and the, the way sprint car guys think of themselves, but. But I do see here. Ethan Barrow just said he can see Marty blushing from there. So I was going to say, Ethan's on that. You know, that this is a guy that can drive a sprint car around yeah, Brownstown right. Speedway, man. So that's, I'm glad. And, and he's coming on soon. So yes. I'm glad to have a guy on that'll uh, that'll support me. So, And I do want to say, Lucas Jackson, I mean, Joe is one of the best crew guys you'll ever see in the pits. You never see him not doing something. Well, well, usually I'm eating. We have we have a microwave and a, and a pizza cooker. Yeah, we got we got all kinds of things to cook in there, so we can. I mean, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's hard work. I mean, it's it's a full time it's a full time job during the week, and then at the at the races. I mean, it, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. The only time I relax is when we I'm going up there to watch the race. I mean, it's it's and it's not because I'm a hard worker; it's because that has to be done. Well, I'm gonna make that the thralled up competition for this year. If you catch Joe not doing anything at the racetrack, send us a picture and we'll send you a thralled up T-shirt. <laughs> That's I like that. Yeah. Well, we had to, you better buy more shirts. <laughs> we had to, Tony Thomas come aboard there last year yeah. and really helped us out a lot. Now he can help Joe when I can sit back and watch him. <laughs> and Tony's a man. Yeah, Tony's great. Yeah. Tony is a wonderful guy. Yeah. I'm gonna go out on Joe's defense though. Eating is something. So if he's eating, he's True doing that. something, and that is so, tough because so. I, I may not have to give out a T-shirt now. <laughs> no, I, I give. I, I'm giving Joe, you know, the business. But uh, I've seen Joe work, and I've seen Joe in, at, at the racetrack, and and he is constantly working. Those guys uh, work their tails off to keep it going. So <laughs> I just saw. <laughs> 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 that's not even funny <laughs> you guys that, that can't see the post there Stacia O'Neill wants to know uh, how do we find headphones to fit his head so it's actually uh, two pairs we welded together my grandson we was in Florida with him and he's like we gotta get some headphones for him you know to go to the racetrack here <laughs> finally, finally I went and bought some adult one or some youth youth ones yeah. well they were big, but they fit his head. But then when he got done, his cheeks were going to fuck off. I was like, that's not going to work. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> you got something? Mm-mm. All right, then I'll throw this I out thought you did. No, that's all right. I'll throw something out. Um, Marty, we, t- we talked about, you know, the technology changing you know the what you look forward to but what do you think where do you think and i know you talked earlier about you thought as a young driver you might have been a better sprint car guy because you like to to get in the corners and slide a little bit where do you think you've grown as a driver what do you think you've gotten better at or how have you changed as a driver over time oh throttle control and keeping the car straight i mean it's just big difference in it 
even when we had the modified and stuff there, you know, we could jump out of a crate and jump in it and keep the, you know, keep the wheels underneath of you, which years ago, I know I didn't, and I was always running sideways. <laughs> <laughs> Dirk over, he's like, yeah, he was. <laughs> the, but the cars have changed where you have to drive them straighter than, than you used to, because it seemed like everybody used to drive sideways, and they've kind of, you know, that's went away. Yeah, that's what me and Dirk was just talking about, the old cantilever cars, you know, and we've came so far with them, or got away from them. Right. And, uh, yeah, these cars these days, if, if you start sliding with them, I mean, you're just scrubbing seconds off your speed, you know. I mean, and you don't have enough motor to, to catch back up, you know. It, you're, I mean, you're done. <laughs> right. I'm, but, I mean, I can even, you know, even with the, the, the super late models, they're way straighter than, than I've ever seen them you know run you know it's crazy especially at that speed oh yeah yeah Yeah. you know well dad and i talk about and i don't want this to get too far out some people don't know this yet but everything we knew in 2005 about how to set up a race car cars too tight you do this cars too loose you do that it's exact opposite now i mean in some regards maybe not but in a lot of things that we would normal normal changes we go the exact opposite way now wow and uh it's about keeping a car free and uh, and and people keep tightening their car up, tighten their car up, tighten their car up. They're all. I would say most of our competition is way too tight, and they get the car too loose, and then they can't get off the corner, and they think they're too. Then they think they're too free because they're breaking the car loose. So we free our car up a lot more than what most people think, and and uh, it's exact opposite of what we done ten years ago. So a lot of people, like you, they think they're going in too loose, so they tighten it way up, and then they're they they make it worse, which you know. I hope they keep doing that. It's awesome. <laughs> but, yeah, you shouldn't have just let that secret out. But well. I hope they can free up, the, free up the cars too much, but I mean it's a it's a natural reaction. Sometimes you, I mean, and that's part of what you know, race with Marty for so long. We know when he's breaking the car loose. He and most times he knows too, um, and he's he's always. In fact, if I had to say anything about Marty, the most common comment after a race is, "I'm too tight on entry, too tight on entry." And I don't I don't think you said that at all last year, did you? No. Yeah. So I mean, that, there there you go. You got to free the car up, but. Hopefully everybody keeps their cars tight. I love that. Where's the most crucial? And you know, don't answer this if it gives anything away. But the most crucial corner on the car now, is it the right front or is it still the right rear? Okay, and all the all the above. Yeah, I would say don't give anything away. You know that for you guys. There's there's. um, I'll tell you this. I set up all four corners when I was out the Hartwell Race Shop. Marty's gonna have a heck of a season this year. I got him. I got him set up goodness you just being out there makes me nervous oh, it should because Irwin was putting the body on it'll be lucky if the whole body doesn't blow off the first corner <laughs> but <laughs> i would say in, in in all honesty i'm not sure it's one corner i mean i think that there have been um year by year there's been like advancements in each corner but i would say if you if you really looked at our race car which we're not gonna let you um <laughs> i think every corner would be something people would really want to look at I'll oh really you. wow and and uh, we're not gonna let you look at it Eric Bryan asked Marty if you ever had a desire to drive on a tour like Don did, because he says you have plenty of talent to do that. Did you ever want to go out and and tour? Or? Yeah, I did, but the, them days are over. I oh, really? Yeah, between my job, I mean, I got a good job, and I'm not going to give it up for racing full time. I know that uh, this has an end to it. Racing, you don't know uh, where you're going. Right. right. That's a very good point. Very good point. So, like, about how, what age did you did you think you really wanted to go out and tour and? I was in my 20s, young 20s, yeah, but then, you know, you needed money, and then the family and I, we kind of split up there racing, and I went away from that, and then got into, let's see, no, I didn't have my uh, own company then, I was working for somebody else, but I really liked logging, so I just stuck with that, and got me a ride here and there, you know. And And that has to be a hard lifestyle, you know, because you're constantly going, you know, it is, yeah. It's, I used to go down to Florida with Don some, you know, run around and help him some there when he was driving for Rayburn and my lands. I couldn't wait to get back home. I've had enough racing for a day or two here. <laughs> but, you know, I just, I know, you know, the dedication I have to give to Brownstown to be there every Saturday night. And, you know, you guys are there. I couldn't imagine, you know, driving to someplace and then driving somewhere else. And, you know, it, your home life has to pretty much be demolished when, when you travel on a tour. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's bad enough for Joe and them, you know, him having to work on the car all week and then gone on the weekends, you know, at the right. track. It's it's hard. I know it's I've been there, so I, I, I can only imagine that. 
That's why you just go out and buy a camper and bring them with you. Right on. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's a good point right there. You know, your family's all right there. They, you know, they enjoy it. You get to hang with them right after the races and, and, you know, make it more than just a a night at the races. You know, it's a family event too. So that's very cool. Hey, and Dirk, I want to shout this out. You're awfully quiet over there. And just because you wore a Bloomquist sweatshirt in here doesn't mean you don't have valid points. I'll still (laughs) still listen to your points even though you wore that in here. Well, I... I've heard you guys talk about Scott, and I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely wearing my Bloomquist stuff. Oh, I knew you would, uh, and I mean, I, I mean, I, I assume that's probably not an authentic sweatshirt. It's probably cheated somehow that you, you printed it at home or something. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd uh, have to assume. I don't think Gerald would like that very much. Um, no, it's – I remember Marty from back 15 years ago racing. I used to help Curry and – I mean, I went with Don on the Summer National Tour when he drove drove for Raver. Um, I know Tony real well, Stevie and all them guys. Yep. Um, one thing I can say about it, man, I'll tip my hat to all you guys because I know, like Joe, you know, that's that's unreal dedication. I mean, you, you're in the shop on the scales three, four, or five days a week, and go, and then you go to the track. And hope you don't tear nothing up. Yeah, people don't. don't. Yeah, that's the thing. If you don't tear anything up, it's still a full week of work. Right. And when you tear something up, it's like, oh gosh, why well, have a couple all nighters? And and you know, my wife has gotten used to it. I'm not sure she's okay with it yet, but she understands that's pretty much. It takes that much work to keep it going. You can have everything go right, and I hit a thing. And there's tires to grind. There's tires to sipe. There's tires to clean. There's there's maintenance and everything. And 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 you know, double check everything because you know if you if you if you slack off on that. That's when you start getting your seconds and your thirds and your fourths. We had a we, we had a really good run this year, and we had a couple seconds in a row, which was like the end of the world to us, by the way. Which is you know it shouldn't mm-hmm. be, but we we did our homework and found what was wrong, and we and we got back to going rolling pretty good again. So, you know, you just got to stay on top of things. You can't you can't take a week off for sure. Was no, your- I was exhausted after the hour I spent out there. <laughs> was your, all we did was watch Brad Irwin put a body on. <laughs> was your That's wife, hard work. Was your wife into racing before you get? You no. Were, so you had to totally introduce. Ask her, to her this. if she's into racing now. Uh, she's gonna say no to. No, that's not. She liked it for a. Uh, I mean, she's not against it. Don't get me wrong. But like, we have little kids, and it's just it's just she it, she she already does the things at the ball games where she's got you know two kids running around everywhere, and she's and she loves basketball, but she doesn't. You know, she doesn't like chasing kids, and it's even worse at the racetrack because they're running out everywhere. Oh, yeah. And, you know, but my little boy, and my little, actually, I'm my little girl, too. When we go to the race car shop, they love it. You know, they are into it. So, hopefully, you know, and, and I will say this. You know, I didn't – I loved racing when I was little, and then I went through a stage. I got into sports. I got into all this stuff, and, I, and it kind of faded away. I got back into college, and Dad built a race car for Keith Deppy. Yes. And I got – just kind of got a little taste of it. And then it's, it is a drug. It's an addiction. You can't get away from it. Just I mean, we tried. We tried for about what two months. We just said we were, we're done. We can't do it, and we we ended up buying a modified racing that 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 year. So, no. just can't stop. And 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 I don't want to stop. To be honest with you, I know that sometimes the pocketbook gets a little bit lean for dad, and you know it's oh, yeah. it's easy to say we shouldn't do this anymore. But the time I have with Marty and with my dad, with Tony, you know, with everybody. It's unbelievable. Just the it's it's the time. It's a great time to have. I, I want it, my son, my daughter, my wife to be able to experience that because it's 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 unbelievable to me that the sense of family and um, you know and especially when you put as many hours as we talked about you know right, put all those right. hours in and then you get a win on Saturday night. It makes it all worth it. And even if you lose, you still go go back and work harder the next weekend. Absolutely. But it's 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 amazing the sense of pride that you have at the end of the night. You know you you drive the four wheeler across the track. We did it. You know, and, oh, and, yeah. and and you know it was because that Tuesday night when I stayed out till eleven o'clock, you know, siping that tire, whatever it was, that got us there. And I'm not saying it's all me because Marty does, he does ninety nine point nine percent of it, but you feel like you did your part, and that's it's important. Well, and and I will say this, you know, and it's and I've I've said on here before, it's so cool for me. I, I got a four year old boy that's inside, but since we have started this. You know, his fascination with drivers because, I mean, I've said it before. Every night he wants to know who's going to be here, what color is their car, what number are they. And and tonight he was excited, Marty, because your door panel does hang up on the shop. So he's like, oh, that guy's going to be here. And I'm like, yeah, that that's who's going to be here. So, But I will say this, and, and I'll, I'll throw this out because you brought up, you know, Morgan and, and racing. Mm-hmm. I was shocked 
my wife didn't grow up going to the racetrack at all, and she's went a couple times with me, and it, and she's she's not against it, same kind right, of thing. Right. But we watched the Winter Nationals on Lucas Oil TV, and she was ate up with it. And I asked her, I said, why? Because when we go to the track, you're not nearly as interested. <clears throat> and it was interesting to me. She said, because I understand what's going on when I see it on TV. She goes, I know what position people are in. I can hear the commentary, and mm-hmm. I know who people are. I don't have to just... I don't have to remember. She goes, you know every driver by their car. Right. I can see that Hudson O'Neill is this position. And she said, this is really interesting me to watch it. So, like, it was hilarious because we would get ready to go to bed at night, some of those nights that the race started later, and she'd be like, let's turn on let's turn on the Winter Nationals. And I'm like, really? She's like. <laughs> You're teasing me right now, right? She's, yeah. like, she's like, no. And, and she really got into it. And it was, and it was funny because. You know, one of the guys that she saw in there was was Stapleton when Stapleton was down there. And she goes, yeah. is that the one that comments on the podcast all the time? And I'm like, yep, that's the same guy that's that's racing on TV right now. And, and but it was and it was it was interesting. Matt and I talked a little bit about it because she said, I just I, I feel like when I'm at the track, I can't I don't know what all's going on. And so that was one thing I thought with her. I'm like, man, if we could get more people to just understand and could get connected well, more with it that's part of morgan's problem with it is i don't get, i'm not over there in the stands with her yeah one to watch the kids but two to explain what's happening you know what you know they went out there for hot laps and to hot, la- hot laps to me is really simple now great great hot laps are also qualifying so now it gets even more confusing um but to me it's just it's, it's second nature but she did and like, why are those cars on a racetrack she doesn't understand and, and it's not that she's stupid it's not that at all but it's just it's complicated and she's and she's almost afraid to ask because everybody else is like they know what exactly what's going on right she just wasn't raised up with you know raised in that environment and it's funny like you know we, we talked the other day about i go to the, i go to work and and people ask me about my weekend and i try to explain them what happened they're like well, you guys do like piss off like daytona or like what, what do you like they don't understand what we do like, so you just like you just work on it yeah, I just work on it, and then yeah, then we watch him race, and that's how it works. Well, does he have any pit stops? No, no, he doesn't. So like, it's just not. they don't they don't get it, and, right. and, and and I think part of it, and part of what you guys are doing is great. I mean, people are I see people logging on right now that don't go to races, and they they're hearing a little bit about it. That's great, and um and the more we can get it out there, the, the better because it's to me, you know, I watched it it's Daytona 500, and it took like I don't know nine hours to finish. <laughs> Yeah, something and it, like and that. And some people thought it was exciting, whatever, but it doesn't. It never will be to me a, a Saturday night short track race um, where you know I don't want people beating the bang on each other because I know I know unless it's not our cars, I'm cool with that. But uh, <laughs> and all the other classes get at just it, just beat each other up. I love drama. <laughs> I love drama that I'm not involved in. Um, but you'll never beat that. You know, yeah. to me, the excitement of Marty and Jeremy Hines racing each other for 15. And I, it was, it, I knew the, it, how it ended. Cause I had, I got the phone call and I watched the video. I knew how it was going to end. I was still like at the edge of my seat watching mm-hmm. it because it's that exciting. And it, you don't have that. I think in, in NASCAR. And I think when people talk about it racing, they just, that's what they envision. That's what it, what it is. And, and it's not what it is at all. I don't enjoy the, the late model races on TV as, as good as I like going live. And I agree a hundred percent. I almost get almost bored because they cut so much out that, you know, I want to be able to look over in the pits and, you know, he had problems. What's he doing over there? I like to be, and, you know, they, there's so much cut out that I almost lose interest in the race on TV. But I think it's almost like the starter thing. I mean, and that's what I got from my wife because, like, I like watching hockey on TV. And now that I've gone to a couple hockey games, I'm like, okay, this is actually pretty cool. I actually get into this. But, I think for her it was the idea of figuring it out and understanding, you know, because she could and, – and I think part of it's exactly what you said, I'm, and it's probably me. I'm probably easier to talk to when it's on TV when she's like, so right. what do they mean by A main? What do they right. mean by B main? What do they mean right. by – instead of when we're at the racetrack and it's loud and I'm yelling and I'm like, I'm into it. and So it was interesting, though, because she did – like a couple times I was watching it out here in the studio and – she came out and she's like, "Oh, are you watching that? I'm, I'm gonna hang out out here." And I'm like, "I do what? What is going on right now?" So you got like four other TVs. You can watch something. I'm out here focused on the Winter Nationals. So, uh, but no, it is. And see, Dora, she, I mean, she lived through it all. So she now she gets it. She understands it. I mean, she, 
She has her, her sprinkles on her drink when, yeah. during the races. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You gotta Sprink- get sprinkles are always good. Um, so. you got to have sprinkles. I don't personally like them, but they do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you drive fast enough, it blows all the sprinkles <laughs> off. <laughs> so, I uh, And I do want to say this, because you brought it up, Joe, and, and we've, we've talked before, because you said something about you and I at work. and. Right. And one of the greatest things you ever said to me was you sent me an email last year, and I think it was coming up to maybe – it wasn't the Jackson. It was before the Jackson. But there was rumors that, that Bloomer was going to show up. And you sent me an email about Black Sunshine might be there. And I said, oh, yeah, I heard Bloomer may be showing up. And you walk by and you go, do you know how great it is to have a boss that actually knows what that means? <laughs> yeah, it was Black Sunshine. And it was, yeah. it was the greatest compliment I maybe ever got because you're like – Thank you. Right. Thank you for at least answering. Nobody my email. else in the building has any idea what that is. Oh I mean, no. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I sorry. One more person. Yeah. Yes. And kids. There's a lot of kids that they. Oh yeah. Our, our students absolutely right. do. So, uh, but yeah, that was one of the best. But I do. Yeah, he, he sent you that and then walked out and realized, oh yeah, he's a sprint car fan, so he's not that cool. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Be right. Because I was thinking about Briscoe Racing and. <laughs> hey, that was pretty huge, David Arlen. That is Pilot. awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I and I and I am a Briscoe guy, and and huge shout out to Chase and what Chase is doing this year in the Xfinity series. But uh, that is very exciting that Darlin's going to be running with those yeah. guys this year. So thank you. I you know what I'm okay with the Bloomer sweatshirt now. All right, good deal. Brought it back around, Dirk. Yep, yep. Uh, but uh, so. <laughs> to, I don't even know where I'm going to go now because simple pleasures are the best for you, I guess, man. That's uh... yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do want to say this though, because I it, it's interesting, kind of what we got on on topic there, though, because talking about how how much you like NASCAR more than dirt. I did throw this out to Matt the other day. Oh wait, uh, right. yeah, he's I see, like dirt more than NASCAR. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, dirt yeah. more than NASCAR. Yeah. I apologize. Drops on his head, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> But the one thing I will say, Dale Jr.'s download that he does, the podcast yes. and the and the show, he had Stewart on the other day. And mm-hmm. I, I sent it to Matt, and I said, you got to listen to it. It was great. It was good. Mainly because they go through Stewart's greatest sound bites and, and harass him about him, which is great to hear when he talks about Logano and and we'll go watch 465 if you want to see passing and all the, all the great things. But, you know, when he talks about dirt and – what it means to go back. And he talks about this year, he's going to race 99 times and, you know, he's got, or got 99 races on the schedule. And, and he says, you know, and I, that's what I was telling Matt before you guys even showed up. He talks about the Knoxville nationals. They said, why don't you jump in a 410 car? Why don't you run the, and he goes, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough at Knoxville. And he goes, I know people are going to say you're a NASCAR champion. You're this. He goes, you don't know how good these guys are in these cars. Like they're that good. And that's what I think is so cool about guys like Larson and, and Stewart and Casey Kane and anybody that gets it back in a dirt car and, and Clint Boyer, the rest of them. The respect that they truly do have for the guys driving them, they realize how good the talent is at the dirt level. And I've heard you guys say before, and, and Marty will <laughs> attest to this, you just go to Brownstown on a regular Saturday night. And I'm not saying they go out and win a NASCAR race. I'm just saying the, the driving quality is unbelievable there. Oh, yeah. Um, it, but it's always been that way. You right. know, it's... Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember that since I was a kid. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember the first time I went there, I was like, my lands. <laughs> right. And then <clears throat> it was Gotsy and... Kenny Sampson. And, and all them, yeah. Ira. Uh, and they saw, yeah. And Ira, yeah. All battling out for a championship. Right. Oh, boy, it'd be nice to win a race here one time. <laughs> and it, it, but... And, you know, it, it's still very deep in, in that, but, but like you said back then, you know, he, you had Ira Bastion and, and Paul Crockett yeah. and, you know, yeah. Petro and yeah. Godsey. Godsey. And, you know, those guys. Kenny Simpson, like you said, yeah. it, you know, it's like, oh my gosh. You know, Paul Schaefer yeah. back in the 20th yeah. car. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. uh, you know, those guys were, you know, I would, I would have, as a kid, I enjoyed seeing those guys more than I ever would any NASCAR person because they were real to me. You know, those NASCAR guys, they were on TV, and right. I had no connection to them. But, right. you know, when I was a kid, I could see those guys, and you know, in real life, and that, that just made it so much more real. Yeah. I, I heard this question uh, on your podcast at some point, and I think you were asking maybe Jeremy Owens, like, have you ever been excited to, like, start next to somebody in a race? Yeah. When you were younger, 
Like, was there a guy like you? Like, oh my gosh, I'm racing. Next, I'm starting next to this guy, or you know, because I've heard like, maybe Justin Bowling was talking about yeah. uh, Marty yeah, started Marty. behind him, and he yeah. was, and he knew. Oh my gosh, Marty's starting behind me. I just I, I wonder if you had that kind of feeling towards a driver when you were growing up, you know, through the ranks. Yeah, but I never started. <clears throat> I never started in front of him. I always started behind him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Justin Bowling did say that. You're right. He you know he was. Like you know, when he was sitting in the lineup, she's like, "Man, Marty, Marty's behind me," yeah, you know. And because we asked when you got around him if he tried to follow you, and he said for a minute, and then you were gone. So <laughs> it. Uh... <laughs> What's Webley asking about? Uh, Marty told me a funny story a couple years ago while we were talking about the confinement seats. I believe there was a sawzall involved. Oh, yeah, there was. <laughs> <laughs> we cut up a seat. Uh, yeah, I remember I got butt hooked. You got butt hook, yeah. I did. I got stuck. <laughs> so we had to take a sawsaw and cut half the seat off. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that wasn't very funny. Well, it was funny for Larry and him because they had a sawsaw. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to be sitting in that seat when there's sawsaw. I was, oh. I was hung. He had no option there. Yeah. Yeah. The most yeah. fun is when we're trying to mount the seat for the first time. He's in the car holding it where he wants it. We're drilling a hole from the bottom up. Yeah. <laughs> how, how is the confinement? See, I mean, do you feel more restricted in it of what you're used to? Oh, yeah. They're very nice. Yeah. Get a, get a good seat if you don't have one. I mean, you can, as soon as you get in there, you can go sleep in there. Oh, really? They're that comfortable. Yeah. So it really holds you where you're at? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're unbelievable. Do you feel like you could drive faster because you're more secure in there? You know? I think so because you never move. I mean, the old ones, you know, you had to run the uh, shoulder. Yeah. What the heck was it? We had to put it on that old one we had there. And, and uh, now, I mean, everything's so tight. I mean, you just got your arms and, you know, it's unbelievable how tight they hold you. That's good. You know, that they it's it come around where you guys are more comfortable in there. Oh, yeah. Let's take one more quick break here and get our last three sponsors in, and then we will uh, come back for to finish up. All right. We've all heard it horror stories about insurance companies Scott. and insurance agents. Let me tell you about my family's agent, Tommy Taylor. Tommy is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance and is a multi-line agent that can keep all your insurance in one place. Why is a dedicated agent so important? When you have the unexpected occur, you'd much rather know the person on the other end of the phone. Contact info for Tommy, 812-372-4483 at extension 2447, or look him up on Facebook at Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Don't be another horror story. Stop knocking on wood and relying on a 1-800 number trust tommy taylor today p3 graphics is one of indiana's premier suppliers for motorsports wraps and apparel p3 graphics offers great pricing along with some of the best customer service in the industry give them a try on your next project and you won't be sorry you can contact them via email phone or on facebook on the p3 graphics page to find out more go to www.p3grafix.com again that's www.p3graphics.com just a big brownstone that's all it is hey give brad at brad orin customs a call for bodies interiors fab work setup and consulting with brad orin customs you can stick them deeper Calling today at 812-216-3900. All right, and we are back, and I do want to say thank you to all of our sponsors that help us uh, keep going on this every week. So I'm going to change it up here a little bit on you, Marty, and I'm going to, I'm going to throw you a Matt one me to remember these, but uh, we've got some off-the-track questions for you, some uh, some hot pass questions here a little bit. So we'll see, uh, see what your answers are. And the first one I got for you is, favorite movie of all time oh my lands <laughs> this has nothing to do with race cars man i uh i, I don't watch tv <laughs> <laughs> well i do but it's on map tv or discovery or history <laughs> i uh my goodness what's the last movie you watched <laughs> that's a good that's a better question joe I, i'll be honest mine I, was trading paint the new late model. Is it good? Well, see, I was waiting for it to come out around the theater around us there, and it hasn't did it yet. I was looking the other day. No, it's I got it on uh, voodoo.com, V-U-D-U. You can download it. And I watched it. I, my wife and I actually watched it, and it's it's not tremendous, but it's actually pretty good. For a, for a dirt movie, it's pretty good. Right. 
So. I was kind of wondering how it was going to turn out. Yeah, I mean, again, it was another opportunity for me to sit down with my wife and talk about dirt racing. <laughs> and Shania Twain was in I, it, so she was all about it. And I was like, <clears throat> let's get it. I, uh, guys, I, I'll be truthful. I can't answer that. Okay. I really don't know. I don't know. All right. Do you have a, Do you have a song that gets you pumped up or a band that when you're getting ready for the racetrack? Yeah. I don't listen to radio that much either, but uh, <laughs> right, all about, Marty does. He's a lumberjack. Okay? All yeah. he does is yeah. cut down trees and race jack. cars. I haven't found that many trees that would sing to me. So, <laughs> so it, it, to get pumped up, he listens to the sounds of a, a chainsaw. I was going to say, two-stroke chainsaw. I'll, I'll right. say this about Marty. You know, most guys, and I should say most guys, the guys we've had around, they have to get focused. They have to, you know, they have to get real serious, and they're quiet. They, they're standoffish. Marty can make a dumb joke right before he gets in a race car, but but when he's just in the car shops in, he's good. But I'm just saying, he, he you can tell he's just not nervous. Some guys can't eat. Marty can still eat, no problem. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, obviously so can his crew too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, you should tell him about the, the famous nacho burger. What's oh, that? the Brownstown nacho burger. <laughs> you go buy a regular hamburger, and you get nachos with extra jalapeno peppers, <laughs> and you take it in the trailer, and you open it up, and you put all your uh, uh, jalapenos on it, all of them, <laughs> and then you put your chips on it, and then you put cheese all over it, a bunch of cheese, and then you smash it down, and you hit a whole roll of napkins beside you, and you got cheese plumb back here. On the <laughs> it's the best you've ever had. I'm telling you. I'll have be honest. That. I'll have tried. Yeah, that. I've never had one of those at the racetrack. I yeah. think that's that's oh, going to have to happen next year. And yeah. always stick a hot dog in your back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Right there's the secret to the 19 is the hot dog in the back. So pocket. songs, no, we got meals. We, yes. we got a pregame meal. But I will say this, and not knocking any other driver at the track because I've been around, you know, a lot of them. But it is always fun to come by the 19 pit even before the races because it it is always a good time. You know, you guys are you're you're working, you're busy, but you guys are always, you know, it it is fun to be back there. Joe Brandon Allman want to know if for you if it's a uh, Indiana high school basketball or dirt track racing. Dirt track racing. I I mean, and it, you know it might be different if my dad coached with me or something, but it's a family thing. Right on. And, and uh, you know I love basketball. Obviously, and in, in the state of Indiana, you can't get any better. And and it's my it's my winter thing. It's my it's my vacation from racing. from racing. But yeah, you can't. I mean, like I said, it's a drug. It's an addiction. And uh, and I get to do it with my dad every day, you know, and, and every weekend, and I never pass it up for the world. And I know that coaching can be a drug, but would you say that it? And I know with your dad, but right. would you say still dirt track racing Absolutely. is a bigger drug? And and people are like, well, you don't even drive. Doesn't matter, <laughs> right? And I you know I've heard people, other people say that just wrenching on a the car, they they feel just as much like when he when he's in the middle of a battle, I feel just as much I'm ready to punch somebody just like anybody else. Uh, I know he's ready to, but I'm, I'm just saying like you feel the same adrenaline. It's 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 unbelievable that and 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 you you're not even out there. Same as when you're coaching. But it, but I get that because even with this show and this was and and Matt and I talked when we first started this. This was my whole way to really get back into dirt track racing. But it's like when we've offered some of our, our bonuses and things, and this isn't a knock on anybody else that races, but you know, in the back of my head, I'm cheering for the guys that have come on, right on, on throttled up. I'm like, if I'm, if we're going to pay the bonus, I want a guy that's been with us. And, but it's the same adrenaline. It's the same, you know, you know, Aubrey Egan, I've talked about before when she was able to win that race, that was like the, I was over the moon. My heart was beating like I'd won a football game when I was coaching. And it's like, I had nothing to do with this other than standing up there and cheering for her. And, but I, I felt, man, this is so cool to see. So it is, it's crazy. I can't imagine what you feel and what I'll feel this year after setting up Marty's car for him. <laughs> well, you feel a lot of disappointment. I have a feeling if you're going to be the one setting it up, but I already set it up. So I know, it's you're ready. Good, you're good. Uh, mm. I, yeah, you, you told me the engine wasn't even in it, so I it bet. wasn't. But it's it's good. You know, it's ready it was to go. ready. It still is. I mean, it, I'm hope we don't practice on Saturday because <laughs> there's not a motor in the car right now. But other than that, it looks pretty good. I, I don't think you're going to practice. I don't no. either. That's why I'm not going to be worried yeah. about it. I'm going to be honest. If you're fast without a motor, we got problems. <laughs> we put we cut a hole in the floorboard, do Flintstone style. <laughs> 
I feel like it's going to be way too cold. Yeah. No, I agree with you there, too. I didn't realize until today that they were talking like three to five inches of snow on Sunday night. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's not looking good at all. So. What's what, got more questions for Marty? I'm liking these. He can't answer any of them, but I like them. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> favorite song, favorite movie. We gotta get, the music we gotta get away from. We gotta get away. <laughs> all right, well, away well, from my TV and the radio. All right, I'll ask you this. I, I, I got one. Okay, go ahead. Favorite meal. Oh, oh that, every, that, everything. Now, that a dissertation <laughs> on food. Well, right here's the all rest right, of the well, show. We'll be back the tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, if you could pick a go-to meal, like your favorite meal, what you know, what would it be? No steak. With, with Baked potato, everything around it there, just a yeah, huge steak. Yeah, I'm just a meat guy, really. Right, I don't right, need all I'm that right other there. stuff. What <laughs> kind of steak? Oh, big old ribeye. Oh, yeah, there we yeah. go. I'm right there with you, too. Medium yeah. rare? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> how, do you eat, how do you eat your bologna? Oh, this is this is good. Go. Because that was actually part of my other podcast, <laughs> the Married with Children podcast. Well, here's what you do. You take a piece of bologna, and you fold it in half, and you get some ice cream, and you put it in the middle, and you roll it up, and you eat it. <laughs> Disgusting! It's, it is good. Uh, ice cream in the bologna, huh? I'm oh, yeah. telling you, it's good. You have to try it. I'll, I'll have to try it. How did what? you know you like potato chips with your bologna? You ate it, right? You had to try it once. Yeah, it's good. I'm not gonna lie, it was pretty good. But. I will say, I will say that it didn't go over well on the Married with Children Weird Food Combinations episode, which Marty was a part of because Joe submitted that for us. So. But uh, okay, so here's what what I'm going to ask. Tony just asked. Chad Chad Combs agrees. His ice cream bologna is amazing. See so. there? Oh yeah. I can never grind tires the way Tony Thomas does. He's unbelievable. <laughs> Tony's Cro- a legend. Crossways. Crisscross. Hey, you're not I can't supposed exactly to be telling all the secrets. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to bring that one up. Yeah. You know, I was going to let that one ride. <laughs> Uh, right there, uh, Joe is. Uh, I just got a picture. Is rep with a with the helmet on, so he's ready to go. He's he is ready. He's up. He can say race car. So we're already halfway there. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I've told the story in here before. My my son. We took him to the No Way Out a couple years ago when he was young. That's where he learned green, yellow, and red, and oh, what awesome. what those colors meant on the stoplight. And I'll never forget. He looked at me at one point and he goes, "I'm tired of yellow." I'm tired of yellow. <laughs> I said, you and me both, brother. Sometimes, sometimes you need you that. You might have to get away from sprint cars. Well, you know what's pretty impressive with that, though? There's some drivers on the track that don't know the difference in them colors. Uh, I've seen that a time or two. That is very, very true. All right, well, Marty, here's my other question for you. Hero. Who were your heroes as drivers? Who Who were the people that you said, yeah, that's, that's what I want to embody? Well, you know what? I had to go back to old Ray Gutz. He was pretty tough. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after my father, he was really, really tough. I'd have to go him as my number one pick in that old Ford. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Other than that, well, Rick Mears, I really liked him as the Indy car. And then uh, Bill Elliott in the NASCAR. It's about all of them. That's a pretty good pick. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good list right yeah. there. So. Did you ever want to go to to Australian race like like Ray did back oh, in the day? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think Joe's going over a lot now. That's yes, nice to he see is. Yeah. Continue. I think that, he's yeah. been over there for the last two months. Ain't he? Yeah, he's been there for a while yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, that's. that's I'm glad he might to just see move that. over there. Yeah, I, I'm glad <laughs> to see that he found a, a a car owner that that lets him go and do that. You know, cause yeah, that's that's awesome. And Bobby Pierce was down there for a little bit this year too. So. Yeah, he was yeah. at New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. New Zealand. Yeah. Yes. Okay, and I'll ask you this too because you we we talked about about heroes. Who are some of the young guys in that crate class at Brownstown that you think okay these are guys that'll be here for a while that's got the talent that are pretty pretty good up and comers. Oh, you got Pete and, and then uh, oh, don't talk about Pete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a Coors Light drinker. Yeah, he drinks some yeah. silver bullets. Yeah, I might have to hit him up one day. <laughs> <laughs> No, Kane, and let's see. I jumped around there last year. I'm trying to think who was all Tyler. there. Tyler, yeah, you got Tyler Neal. There's a probably, what, eight or ten of them there that's going to be really, really tough to And of course, Justin Bowen, he come on there at the end of the year. Collins boy. Yeah, well, he's going to run Twin Cities a lot. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Tyler. Yeah. Yeah, Collins, yeah. He, he's a... He's a he's a smooth driver. And if you had a young guy come to you and say, "What advice would you give me? What would you tell him?" 
Well, it depends what he was asking. I try to help them all out. You know, any, any question, if I don't know if it's something else, I'll send them up to Joe, you know, to try to help them out to get them going faster. <clears throat> well, that, that just helps racing out. They're, they're not – because they can get so slow that they almost get in your way. I mean, they're yeah. like a rolling roadblock. There, exactly so. right, yes. But, uh, no, we try to help everybody out we can to a certain extent until right. we see that they get too fast and we're like whoa we're right. pulling rings a, back over and that's when he sends them to Joe and Joe right. tells them the opposite you need to just put up 200 pounds left for in a car <laughs> there's, a there's a different hand signal yeah. sending them to you yeah. <laughs> alright well we are at uh, we're at an hour and five minutes and Marty I, I do want to say that first of all I truly appreciate you uh, making the trip down here and uh, I wish you all the best of luck man we're, we're big fans and yeah, I know you said something about Tyler Neal. I do want to say when my four-year-old came out here to tell me good night, he he did look up again. I said, "Yeah, that's that's the guy that drives the 19." And he said, "I think someone hit it." And uh, not gonna call anybody out, but yeah, I told him, "Yeah, someone did hit the the door uh, that that's up there from uh, Marty's car." But uh, I did ask Tyler at one point to sign it, so it's it's all fair in, in the game. Uh, but. Um, no, so Marty, I wish you guys the best of luck. Joe, as always, I appreciate um, you coming on and, and everything you do to help us out here at Throttled Up. And and uh, I do appreciate, as we've talked, having a guy across the hall and, and Matt down the hall that right. we can talk a little dirt track racing at, at work because it makes the day go by a lot faster. Absolutely. And Dirk, brother. Yeah. You are welcome back anytime. I'll definitely come back. I didn't realize they moved Crothersville as far away from Norman, but <laughs> it took forever to get over here. And and 250 was even open. Right, right. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, my God, if I got to go to Seymour, that's an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, I'd definitely like to come back. I really enjoyed this. this well, I'll, uh, you know, you're a good, good buddy of mine, and I'll get you a, a Kinzer sweatshirt or a Briscoe sweatshirt or something. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, we'll take care of you next time. But, you know, thanks to all you guys. Good luck this year, and, and we'll be rooting for you here at Throttled Up. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us.